everyone. Welcome back to Pop Culture Confidential and welcome back Eric Anderson, editor-in-chief of AwardsWatch.com. Thank you for being here again. I'm glad to be back. How are you? I'm good. I'm going to get to that. I just wanted to say to the listeners that we wanted to get back together this quickly because things are happening just moment to moment now in the industry and we wanted to bring you up to date during these trying times, but also just give you some TV tips and, and movies to stream and a few other goodies. But yes, before we get started, thank you for asking. We are fine. We are self-isolating. I have kids who don't have school, so life is a new challenge, um, but <laughs> happy to be to be healthy and I'm hoping that it goes over quickly. Um, how are things there? Uh, doing okay as well. I live in Northern California, and the Bay Area has been a bit of a hotbed, and so just the other night, uh, the county put in a, a shelter-in-place warning, so everybody's everybody's locked down and has their their food and toilet paper and Netflix and ready to go. And it was, you know, we we work from home, so it wasn't too too much of a shift for us to do this, but I know it is for a lot of people and it's really difficult and especially with kids. So I Yeah, and also I think for a lot of people just the worry about, you know, not only what's going on but losing your job and and um, what's going to happen in in all industries. It just feels like it's a incredibly stressful moment for so many people. I was going to start by talking to you about it, what's been shutting down and postponed in, in the film and TV industry. But then I was like, what hasn't been? <laughs> Maybe the better question. Exactly. Talk to me about that. It's it's changed every day and sometimes it changes throughout the day. So I have I have this running list going of all of the television shows and films uh, productions that have been shut down or impacted in any way. And I'm constantly having to update it because it's changing. All the the major movie theater chains in the United States are closed. It, it started as uh, like the AMC movie chain was going to do just 50% capacity of, of any uh, theater. And then almost immediately, it was only a matter of days after that, uh, they're shutting down for six to 12 weeks. And Universal Pictures is the first studio to step up and go, okay, we need to do something about this. The, the volume of loss for the movie and the television industry is going to be in the billions. So Universal has decided to take its current releases, like The Hunt and Invisible Man and Emma, and put them on streaming for $20.00. And I think that starts on the 20th. How do the theater chains feel about that? I'm sure they feel pretty horrible about it. But it's, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I worry, obviously, more for the idea of a permanent loss of, of a culture of movie going. And obviously the loss of jobs that will be involved. But we are and always have been technologically moving forward and not backwards. So it's not a totally unrealistic thing that, depending on how long all of this takes, we might not see a big return to theaters. Or... Everyone wants to go. Yes, it'll be the opposite. And, and once we all can, we'll see record numbers. Sort of like how the stock market <laughs> has been 
the United States with massive drops and then massive rises really quickly. The listeners probably know by now that the Oscars, which we talk about a lot, um, ha- you have to have a theatrical window with your movie. What does this mean for next year, potentially? Will it be like The Invisible Man and Sonic getting Best <laughs> Picture if nothing else is released? What do you see happening? Well, there could be something because the, 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 the annual meeting that they have, which decides if they are going to implement you know any new rules is generally in late April so I think by late April we'll have a good idea of the length of time that this is really going to be and so the board of governors can make decisions based on that I mean very clearly and very obviously they have been against streaming as a suddenly they have no choice but that that might be the case that might be the case here's something really interesting though and I didn't think about it really until yesterday. If the Oscars had not had an earlier season this year, they might have been canceled this year because they normally happen at the very end of February. That kind of just blew my mind for a minute. I'm I'm always, you know, re-looking, looking over, you know, shows and, and wins and stuff. And so I'm watching, you know, Parasites wins again, and there's Rita Wilson and Tom Hanks right there in the front row. Oh, right. And I'm, and I'm just thinking, oh, my gosh, in just a few short weeks, how different is their life and everyone's life going to be? God, I remember that night. Rita was complaining on Twitter that her makeup artist was late, and now she has corona. Yep. There you go. Wow. My priorities. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she cares that much anymore. <laughs> I hope they get I hope they feel better. And what about what we talked about last time is can still s- sticking to its guns. Oh my god. They are <laughs> and it's <clears throat> France is going to France, you know. What are you, what are you going to do? Um everything around them is is canceling. Eurovision just canceled. I'm sorry, Eric. France is closed. They're 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 on that 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 fifteen day closure, and when that comes up, it's going to end up being another fifteen days. They're trying to hold out to the mid April uh, press conference to make whatever announcement that they can. I'm, I'm oh, I can't even I can't even imagine. But there's I know a lot of people think it's really irresponsible for them to wait this long. Well, there's so many businesses depending on, especially when everyone is so worried as it is. Yeah, and everyone has gotten their, you know, accreditation, and a lot of people have made their uh, travel plans already. And depending on what you've made them with and what airline, you're not sure if you're going to get refunded or not. And this is an extremely expensive festival to attend. Yeah, it seems very unlikely that this will be able to go on. It feels like almost he just doesn't want to give in now that he said he wouldn't. No, and that's, you know... Thierry's going to Thierry. Yeah. <laughs> Is there other ways than watching, you know, streamers or that you see that we can support the film industry? As individuals? No, I think individuals are doing more than enough with the various different uh, streamers that we already have to subscribe to because they've all decided to break off separately and kind of force consumers to either spend or or make these decisions so honestly i'm not really looking at consumers as the responsible base for the future of the industry because they're already there 
it's it's the industry itself that needs to pivot and figure out what the future is going to be for them. One idea that people are doing a lot here for the sort of indie uh, movie theaters, the smaller movie theater chains, um, is that if you have the money and can afford it at this point, they're buying gift cards now that they can give and use when things open up again. Yes, and that's actually something that we're doing a lot of in my town for the small businesses and and the restaurants that are having to close during this time. Well, there's so many movies that I was looking forward to. The Into the Heights, Lin-Manuel Miranda, and the the new Fincher movie about, you know, the Citizen Kane writer. There's so many things that, that, and one really doesn't know what's going on. But in terms of TV, this will impact the Emmys all that much. Am I right? So I just did an Emmy podcast yesterday and it'll be up soon. And we did talk about that because the majority of of television is, is already out. We're in March right now. And there's been one casualty of this year's Emmy eligibility. And that's the new season of Fargo, which had to shut down and so they will not be able to air the show beginning in April as they had originally planned. So that's out for this year. There's also the the genius Aretha Franklin with Cynthia Revo, which had to shut down. So we won't know if that is going to be able to finish in time. So there's a few shows that are impacted, but very, very few because most are already shot and done. It's just a matter of being able to edit and put them together remotely. Everything in the TV industry has shut down basically now, but that impacts next season, so the fall, right? Yes, very much so. Let's give some tips. What are you watching streaming-wise? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, it's, it's almost like self-care, and I'm, I'm like re-watching old stuff because I never give myself the chance to do that. I'm always having to watch something new and watch new shows and watch new movies. And so I watched Moulin Rouge for probably the hundredth time the other day. One of my favorites. It is. And it's just so joyous and romantic and fun. And I think people look at this kind of thing with with a lot of different lenses, where a lot of people want to watch Contagion and Outbreak and... Uh, I Am Legend and, and these type of, of movies because it is kind of mirroring the time that we're in. And then other people want to go totally the opposite, want to build up their emotional immune system, mm-hmm. which, which makes perfect sense. I think it's, I think it's great to have a, a balance of that, of being able to, to watch something about you know isolationism and being cut off from everybody, like the Martian or something, which still has, you know, humor and fun visual effects and a high emotional stakes content, stuff like that. Well, I'm watching a lot with kids who are home. I have one that's very small, so there's a lot of frozen <laughs> going on. And and the older boys, we're actually doing a rewatch of Arrested Development, and that's a nice distraction, actually. There you go. And I just have to recommend the latest season of Curb Your Enthusiasm because there's something... Did you watch the last episode? So I have never watched a single episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay. Well, then 
you have something to look forward to. And the latest episode, which was obviously filmed a while ago, Larry's, he starts a cafe. I don't think it's a spoiler. Latte Larry's, he starts a coffee shop. And one of his things is that he puts Purell on all the tables and doesn't want anyone to defecate in his bathroom. And it just felt like, really? This week? <laughs> There's something about him that feels weirdly when you have to laugh but also soothing that he's one of those pers- people that will really take care of us by self-isolating no problems no questions asked that is that is too funny this yeah this era this era has to be like the dream slash nightmare of the neurotic <laughs> oh my god yeah or they're, they're just well prepared yeah you know one, one or the yes. other <laughs> And I just wanted to throw in there, I actually think that the Hillary documentary series is incredibly good. And I think it's something that I really recommend people to watch ahead of the election. Now everything is sort of turned on its head in terms of how we're thinking about this election. Really thought that was an excellent documentary. And that's on Hulu. Right. Yeah. Then we had, um, we just wanted to end the show here with with a sort of funny little, um, last time we talked about these movies, Contagion and things, which almost feels a little harsh to watch right now and to recommend. But we were thinking about some of the movies where characters self-isolate and and maybe we can actually get some tips. Yeah. No, but I have a few favorites there that I think are actually interesting in terms of learning something and also a nice distraction and and not as sort of scary as something like Contagion. For example, a film like Wally or The Martian or Her are some of my favorites. Her is 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 a great choice. I love that. Yeah, and I I I mentioned the, The Martian earlier too, and I think that's I think that kind of hits a really perfect balance of of all of these emotions and positions that that we're holding on to right now of of what do we do and what's going to happen and how do I feel and how do I react it's it's great for that without without being too steeped into horror or terror which is fun too i mean like 10 cloverfield lane is a great movie and most of it takes place in a bunker <laughs> and try or try to escape the bunker. Or you could go on the other side of that with like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which is also oh, that's a good one. which is also bunker based until it's not. And and that kind of is a reoccurring theme that keeps coming up in the show and it's a great show. So And The Shining is a good horror what happens after we've been isolated a bit too long. <laughs> If you need to go there. And I was thinking about the Martian. Um, uh, You remember how he's growing his potatoes? Yep. Now that we have such issues with toilet paper, this might be (laughs) one of the good tips. (laughs) It would be Larry's nightmare. (laughs) It would. It would. But I was thinking of of her, which is such a great – you have a relationship with Siri or your phone, basically, which is what we're all doing now. And and we can go even farther back to a movie like You've Got Mail to communicate with each other, right? Oh, I love that. That's a great – yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I didn't think about that. We can also, of course, uh, send a shout out to Tom Hanks with Castaway. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorites is Rear Window. I think that's a really good and classic choice among everything that, you know, we're kind of looking at now. We're looking at, at, you know, things that have been kind of in the past 10 and 20 years. 
But yes, rear window is an amazing choice. It's a great choice anytime for any reason, but right. but it, I think it's especially cool right now. It's, it, and, and definitely when you think about all of the videos that we've seen of people, you know, serenading and singing off balconies and stuff. So there's 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 an interesting connection there in in how you looking at neighbors. Yeah. Or actually the Oscar winning live action short from this year, The Neighbor's Window. Right. Which is very much that where you think you're looking at one thing, but it's actually something else. And yeah. I would write if people find it. I should have thought about that before I mentioned it. But if people can find it, check out the neighbor's window. That's a really great short for our time. And to add on to your bunkers, there's both room and panic room. Remember those two? Absolutely. I love panic room. And then one I came to think of that I really don't like, but perhaps you do. I'm not sure. It's the passengers. Oh, the Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. Exactly. Yeah, it's a terrible movie, but it's. It's beautiful production design, and it looks great. It looks great, and there, but it's so bad. And I'm thinking that while we self-isolate, we shouldn't try to sort of <laughs> wake someone up and kill them, basically. <laughs> Probably not. Nobody needs yeah. any ideas. Right, right. <laughs> but I guess that space genre, you know, better movies like Gravity and things like that is definitely a genre of self-isolation and feeling alone and... and it, it is. I think the majority of space-based movies are about isolation, whether it is self-imposed or whether it's due to <laughs> engine failure or alien invasion. <laughs> and I've seen a lot of memes about what will happen. We were talking about sort of the shining, the what will happen after we've self-isolated too long. A lot of Kurt's Apocalypse Now memes going around there. Yep. <laughs> People sitting finally undressing and just sitting there and talking to themselves <laughs> rambling <laughs> I, I love seeing i love seeing tweets from people i put on pants today it was a success yeah. <laughs> yeah. i'm thinking they know nothing about our freelance life these people exactly <laughs> Anyway, those are a few tips if you want to of movies to watch that may not be as scary as the virus genre, right? Exactly. But but watch what you want to. Watch whatever you need to to get yourself through. That's the most important thing. Well, thank you again, Eric. And if you need some nice distractions, check out all the interviews on Pop Culture Confidential wherever you get your podcasts. And then tons of news, reviews, and interviews on awardswatch.com. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey there. I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon.